0: Do you like nerdy things, comic book and fandom conventions, fantasy, sci-fi, or even just cool pop culture stuff? Then check out the new podcast, Dragon Con Survival Guide, now on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Each week, hosts and lifelong friends Gary and Taylor tell you how to do conventions right when they're not rambling about their favorite nerdy topics. Save money at cons to have more money to spend at cons. For more information, check out Dragon Con Survival Guide on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.
1: The following episode of The Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts, for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free... No obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support the Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.
0: We always think there's going to be more time. I
1: don't. It's the Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is the Walking Dead podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics.
0: Come on, come on! back
1: here. So sit back, relax, and join the herd. My brother. My brother. And welcome back to another episode of the Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Scott and here with me as always is the indubitable Mr. Gary.
0: I'm indubitable.
1: Yes, that. But you I'm said. also Mr. Gary. You are indubitable, Mr. Gary. Thanks, Dominable. <laughs> abominable.
0: <laughs> anyway. The abominable Mr. Gary is a totally different thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, well. Well, this is the second time this week you are all hearing from us. Aren't you lucky?
0: That's remarkable.
1: Yes. for The first time or, well, the first time in a long time, we were able to put up some content right after the show, which is good. Wish yeah. we could do that each week. but
0: We're not setting the bar there, though, so don't expect it every week.
1: Yeah, life, you know. life intervenes. We are able to do it this week because, as subscribers of AMC Premier, which if you can afford the coin, it is worth it if you want to see lots of extra features or just to be able to watch the show whenever you want.
0: Yeah, it's definitely helpful with no ads and all that.
1: Exactly. And they showed the premiere of season nine 24 hours before they aired it on TV. So Gary and I both were able to watch the episode on Saturday night. And so we went ahead and did a a quick talking points episode to get something up. So. And I think
0: it worked pretty well for us. Um, It was nice to be able to talk about it right after watching it and still Mm -hmm. also get it up before the episode, you know, right after the episode comes out. That's pretty unique. Um, And granted, this is only an opportunity granted to us by the MC Premiere app. It's a really cool thing for five bucks a month.
1: Yes. And unfortunately, they don't do that except once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If every week it was going to be oh, you know twenty four hours beforehand, yeah. that would be that would be that a would game be changer. Amazing, yeah. Um. Yeah, but absolutely.
1: you know can't get that lucky. No.
0: But no. then at least you get no ads and you could see it right away. Pretty much, you know, or the yep. next day.
1: That's good. That's cool. I don't think they have. I think they have a separate clip usually where you can watch the next on preview, mm. and they have some other things. <laughs> and they usually, of course, AMC Premiere also has uh, Talking Dead up there. Oh, I haven't true. haven't watched that in a while. Me neither, so uh, yeah, I may watch this because and we didn't mention it in the uh, the talking points episode, but of course, mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of Scott Wilson, yeah. Today it was reported that, that he had passed away. They didn't say what in the article I read, but uh, he was 77. That's the actor that played Herschel, mm-hmm. so and he was uh, played Scott Crossfield and in the right stuff, he was one of the people who broke the sound barrier and went faster. Yeah. After Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier, then the next guy who went further was Scott Crossfield, and it's basically a cameo appearance. But
0: It was nice, though, to, to see that the Facebook page and all that, you know, walking to themselves, they honored him. Yeah. Um, and it was just a real shame that I guess he literally had just filmed stuff for the season, too, like some sort of flashback yeah. or something. I know yeah. he
1: was... I know he was a regular or either a regular cast member or he was a recurring character on the Amazon Prime series, Bosch. Oh, was he? With Titus Williver.
0: I haven't watched much Bosch, but I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, he was in the pilot. He played a doctor, the doctor that the the main character was consulting with for a case. You like that show? However I said it, I've only seen the pilot, but it's based on a series of books about a uh, detective named Hieronymus Bosch, like the painter. Oh, okay. The Dutch painter. who was like, I'm convinced he was on drugs. (laughs) If you study art history, he's somebody you will study. You have these really weird, like disturbing (laughs) images of like these seven circles of hell and stuff like that. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, anyway, that has not a damn thing to do...
0: <laughs> That's your art
1: history lesson for the day, Gary.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate that. Don't
1: thank me, don't thank me. I hate art. Yeah.
0: Is there any art that you've seen about boilerplates?
1: Right here on my screen. As always, oh. you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com. That's twdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for that segue, Gary. or' You're by posting a comment on our Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook what's my platform. voicemail line again? Your voicemail line?
0: I mean, the one that they can reach me at.
1: It'd be 1-800-DOUCHE. <laughs> no. 561-501-1483. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, that's it. Let us know what's on any one of your minds, including your Walking Dead mind. Again, that's 561-501-1483. He and Michael Key's character in um, I think Teacher of the Year the movie was uh, Principal D-O-U-S D-O-U-C-H-E and he <laughs> pronounced Douché it's Dutch Douché <laughs> <laughs> of course you know they called him Principal Douche
0: that's awesome
1: <laughs> that was uh, with Matt Lesher oh yeah character in that who you may know as the Reverse Flash Albert Thawne mm-hmm. Flash and Legends of Tomorrow Legends of Tomorrow yeah
0: yeah that's cool that,
1: that show <laughs> that show that show that is at times barely watchable yeah it's so a sometimes yeah <laughs> all right well now we've, we're verging we're verging off the rails here so let's just get to the main event our recap of season nine season nine gary episode wow. one a new beginning Don't dun, dun. Well, the wait is over. Season nine is here. It was a day or two ago, depending on when this got posted. Uh, so <laughs> hey, it's in the it's rearview here. mirror now. It's in the rearview mirror. But now. it's here. Yes. Well, of course, as we as we uh, we have uh, we have been waiting, not with mm-hmm. the same level of bated breath anticipation as in the past, but uh, looking forward, looked forward to it. Indeed. Uh, Got to see it before it went on TV, so that's a first.
0: Because we're press.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we've got connections, you know, to the internet, and uh, and so, we have five dollars to
0: give AMC. Yes,
1: yes, we're yeah, we've sold out. That CBS All Access means I have no soul.
0: <laughs> well, now you've lost another soul that you didn't even have.
1: Did that, that Disney DC All Access? And, You're in debt. Um. The commercial free version of Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Amazon too. Prime. Although you get a lot of other stuff with that besides the movies and then that Netflix thing. Yeah, that and yeah. And you know, you could I won't do it because I'm just not gonna do it, but Redbox streaming? No. Uh uh-uh. uh.
0: No. Yeah. Even they like offer free movies sometimes, and I'm like, I will nah. not. I nope. will not. I'm okay.
1: I'm drawing the line there after the other fifty-seven streaming apps I pay for.
0: And ready for Disney and Marvels and Star Wars's new streaming app? No. Come on! <laughs> you want to pay fifteen bucks a month for all that?
1: It's fifteen bucks a month.
0: I don't know. I'm just assuming.
1: If you want to see the the thing is, if you want to see any of the Marvel movies, because they're going off on of Netflix. Yeah. On the one. Yeah.
0: Think, uh. I know that the last one that's going to be included... Ant-Man was
1: the and the X Wasp. Oh, oh, really? I thought it was Ant-Man and the Wasp was the last one.
0: Or maybe maybe I heard it wrong, but maybe they said that uh, Captain Marvel is going to be the first one to not be included on Netflix. Oh,
1: well, that's next year, then.
0: Yeah. So, basically, you're we're done. <laughs> no more Brie, Netflix Marvel.
1: Brie Larson ruined it, damn it.
0: God dang it. Why?
1: I don't know. I don't know. She's not what you think she is. Anyway... so (laughs) nice yes exactly as i mentioned in the talking points episode i am cautiously optimistic i uh, really appreciate or am happy that they spent some time establishing the political dynamic that exists between the communities in particular between the ones that won and the saviors yeah uh i Again, as we mentioned in the talking points, there was a. I was a little surprised that they made Daryl the Imperial Overseer <laughs> of the, of the Savior. I love
0: that reference still, even hearing it a second time. It's good.
1: Because he frankly hates those fucking people.
0: Yeah. And he's forced to be there every day and yes, leave
1: them. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and I love, I, I really liked the conversation he had with Rick. Man, we've scavenged every drop of gas. Mm. Pretty soon it's going to take more than a day to travel between each each place the the bridge is out the highway's done, yeah you know, like damn I'm getting depressed now but but I did like the fact that that's establishing the background for what are the reasons why relations are going to start breaking down yeah, I agree that there's been this sim this tension simmering the it's very clear that the hilltop is basically the the agriculture producer. I don't know what, uh, I assume Alexandria is kind of halfway in between. They produce some crops, but mainly like uh, finished products. Yeah. And then the, the kingdom is basically in shambles trying to rebuild. But like I mentioned in the talking points episode, mm-hmm. there really isn't any, in at least in the beginning part, and I've either read the first six or the first 12, episodes of A New Beginning, there's just a mention of the saviors. There isn't – you don't see them, and they just mention that Dwight's in charge. Of course, Daryl doesn't exist in the comics, so. Yeah. They wouldn't have that. And a lot of the people who – again, as has been the case for the last few years, there are a number of people who are alive in the source story that are dead on TV and vice versa. Like, Carol's been dead for a long time, and uh, Morgan died. Of course, Morgan's not on the show anymore, but Morgan died (laughs) – yeah. Back um, There's no Jadis That was another thing I didn't mention it before But I didn't realize Jadis was there with them When they went to that museum
0: You know I actually had that in my notes um, They called her something else Anne.
1: Uh, Anne.
0: Anne. yes I Anne actually had it written down Because I was actually thinking about that I'm like She looks like Pollyanna McIntosh But without like the particularly weird Without, without, and without that
1: Jar Jar Binks language
0: <laughs> Yeah and I was like, you know, they're, they're focusing on her. Like, she's kind of someone important, but we haven't seen her yet. But
1: no, it doesn't seem
0: like they're introducing a new character. You I, know, so. I
1: really I really like the fact that they they mentioned that she was a teacher before. That would kind of make sense why she had kind of the charisma to to bring all those people in there. But it still yeah. doesn't explain why they talk that way. You know? I mean, nothing
0: could explain that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless maybe they only had the ability to play one movie with their generator and it was Star Wars uh you know, episode they got one.
1: locked into the, oh my god, I would just stop watching TV.
0: And then <laughs> oh you know what? They probably had like a glitch too. So literally all they could see was Jar Jar Banks and like once really I gotta scene. be honest, their host like mascot.
1: Having recently started to view those again because I want to watch all ten movies. Well, wow, nine movies. And That's Rogue One. Joking. Yeah, I got you. Because yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch Last Jedi again.
0: Are you going to watch them in order? Chronologically? Yes. yes. Or... Chronologically,
1: oh, wow. yes. I That's wanted cool. to do that. I'm just picking at it as I have time. It's not like I'm sitting there all through it, but...
0: Yeah, because you know, I mean, all... with all your work and everything... Yeah, there's no way. It's going to
1: take me it, months. Right? It's going to take me months to do it. <laughs> well, I did that with Halo once. I played Halo as mm-hmm. the story supposedly unfolds, you know... Um, Reach, then Halo One, then Halo Two, and then you stop in the middle when it goes to Halo ODST. Oh yeah. And you go back and finish Halo Two, and then Halo Three. That oh, that's was fun. really neat. That yeah, fun. I bet that's fun. That was fun. Very cool. And I, I haven't never I haven't made it through Halo Four, but like I like I have any time for that. Mm. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the uh, uh, oh yeah, that having recently started watching those again. They're they're really at times really hard to get through. Are they? Oh, you know. The, and when I watched the Phantom Menace, there was I'm going off on a tangent here. A bit. <laughs> when I watched the Phantom Menace, I'm like I actually fast forward through a bunch of stuff because I'm like I don't need to watch this again. That's yeah, because it's just stupid. And the the and the robots are stupid. Roger Roger. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'm with you. you guys look that.
1: really formidable. Yeah, right. I'm and
0: really then scared. I'm now,
1: I finished that one. Now I'm on um, Attack of the Clowns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and like the acting is, um, what's her name that plays uh, Padme? Oh. Natalie uh, Portman? Yeah. The dialogue they gave her is so stupid. And Hayden Christensen is so annoying, but I thought that
0: back Yeah, ago. it's pretty bad. I mean, it's it's laughable at times,
1: Padme. but yeah. yeah. just. Ugh! Oh, well. I saw him in another movie where he played this reporter. Yeah, I think the name of the movie was called Broken Glass. Yeah, he plays this reporter that worked for the New Republic, and he was making up all these stories. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he was such a whiner in that. I'm like, <laughs> God, if I was Chloe Sevigny or whatever however she is, saying, I would have just like smack them. Wake up! Step out of it. You're a man. Snap out of it. <laughs> You're a man. Nice tangent. Yes, Jadis is not speaking like Jar Jar Binks anymore. No. And she's apparently using her name. I wonder if her name is like Ann Jadis. Who knows? I wonder.
0: Maybe Could not. be.
1: Maybe not. We wonder what know. happened to her. And I, when I watched the trailer again, it seemed to me she's in a quick scene of the trailer. Where she walks yeah. by in an encampment. She walks by Rick. Oh, yeah, you're right. She nods at her. I'm like, oh, my God. I think that's Jadis.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> but, I actually just saw it in my notes. It was number nine in my notes. Is Anne garbage dump lady?
1: <laughs> it is. She is. She's the head garbage uh, dump lady. It's
0: funny because I actually didn't remember lo- seeing that she was actually in the episode. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> I, I, I like. I really like the nine. the fact that they made her a teacher.
0: Yeah, I it's knew really these.
1: Cool. I knew these seeds were in the horticulture exhibit because I brought my students here. Yeah. Hey, I that like
0: was really it. Cool. tryst, yeah.
1: I also like that hat that they put on Gabriel.
0: Yeah. It kind of
1: reminds cool. me of that creepy guy from Poltergeist 2. <laughs> I'm here because I'm smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like Gabriel, kind of.
1: Yeah, the, the, he's got that one eye that's, like, all white, and he wears that yeah. hat. I'm like, dude, you look creepy.
0: Yeah, he's oh. looking pretty creepy right now, a little worse, but, you
1: know. <laughs> Whoa. So, but, uh, you know, I again, watching that when they go in the museum there, and I thought, Isn't it just typical? There's a scene where they have to go across an unstable surface, and underneath are lots of zombies milling around.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's super typical, but especially during the action, I was like, Yeah, I was like, what a cool shot, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it was
1: very visually and
0: and yes, and a neat way to do something different with something they've done before. I agree. You know, like what a cool twist on it, and then it didn't fully collapse. Only one of them actually, you know. So like, you were worried the whole time when everybody was stepping on it, and there was cracks forming. And yep, um, it was very tense. It actually worked really well, I thought, for as corny as it could have been.
1: I like, yeah, I'm like, I know they're not gonna eat. I know Ezekiel's not gonna be lunch. Yeah, but it's they still did a good job of making you think he might be. Yeah. And Then I remember, it's not George R.R. Martin didn't write this, so <laughs> it's almost uncertain that he's going to get out of it.
0: Well, there's something to it, too, that Ezekiel is the perfect person to try to, you know, fake us out with in a premiere yeah. episode Yeah, because he's just important enough to really matter and actually yes. kind of care, but yeah. not important enough like Daryl or Rick or Michonne he's that the, would be like, oh, you know, Maggie. Yeah,
1: he, he was at that moment a red shirt with three gold braids. <laughs>
0: I love that reference. That's great.
1: He's a red shirt with three gold braids.
0: Like, people reference red shirts all the time, but Mm -hmm. the red shirt with the three braids, that's perfect. For those
1: of you out there in podcast land that don't know what we mean by that, red shirt is a pop culture reference to the characters that usually got whacked on the original (laughs) series of Star Trek. It was usually a guy wearing one of the red shirts, a security guy, or just some random dude wearing the red shirt. (laughs) I love the allusion they made to that in... um, uh, Galaxy Quest he goes yeah. I'm the guy that dies to prove that the situation is serious yeah, I'm the guy that dies to prove that the situation is serious
0: yeah. <laughs> oh it was such a good movie
1: yeah yeah oh that's not right yeah. yeah I love that the guy comes in it's a hell of a thing everybody else is like shivering and all freaked out when they're transported up to the ship and, yeah uh, Tony Shalub's like it's a hell of a thing <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, but I, I thought that I, I enjoyed that going into Washington DC and and when they were leaving mm-hmm. they showed a scene of the mall, the area between the Capitol building and the Washington Monument. Yeah. That's where the reflection pool was, and it's all overgrown with weeds and plants. So I thought that was well done.
0: That was neat. Looked and like actually that reminds me of something from the uh intro that I thought was really neat. Mm-hmm. Well, of course the new revamped intro we didn't mention um which i think was actually after that scene
1: um, yeah the, no no it was before that because they
0: oh that's right it let, I, yeah um i don't really remember i think it was right around there anyway but um we saw the new re- revamped intro
1: somewhere in that hour yeah
0: yeah somewhere in that hour <laughs> uh in there some point we saw the new intro that was like the whole theme animated. seemed to be a new day kind of thing. Yes, it was very... Animated. Yeah,
1: yeah. They showed like a like a tree. I think it was an animation of a tree that looked like it was dead and then it came back to life.
0: Yeah. And um, one thing I noticed that a lot of people might miss or not you know notice at the time, um, the Walking Dead logo has been degrading over the years mm-hmm. and parts of it have been disintegrating away and rotting like yeah. a zombie over time. And in the new logo, there's actually touches of green. Like oh, growth or rebirth, that's great. I, I actually notice just that. noticed that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. That, like nice little touch.
1: I didn't notice that. Huh. It was just
0: something they didn't have to do, but just like kind of a neat little touch. You know, they showed something different. The yeah. progression, I guess.
1: Yeah. No, I, I thought I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. I, I again uh, going back to the interaction between the communities. I think they're doing they've done a great job with that right up front. Uh, I would like. I guess most of it, or at least half of the show, was them on that run in Washington to get a a wagon, some seeds, and uh, a plow.
0: That was the whole, main thrust of the episode, really.
1: Yeah, and one thing that's notable, on the way back, the three guys are talking about one guy wants to go be an apprentice blacksmith. Yeah. That's taken from the, the source material. That's a conversation that Carl has. Oh, because Carl at the beginning of the, the story, Carl is it's a couple of years later. So Carl's a little bit older. Yeah. He wants to move out of his father's house and go move to the hilltop and become a blacksmith with Earl Sutton.
0: Oh, wow. I forgot about Earl.
1: The blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole there's a little bit of tension there because Rick knows this what he wants, but he doesn't want him to leave really because that means Carl's growing up. So he keeps putting off having the talk with him. Then he knows Carl's going to ask him to go. Yeah. So they, he finally, Andrea, who's and, and that's another thing that's interesting. Watching Rick in a relationship with Michonne on TV. When in the book, Rick is in a relationship with Andrea. Yeah. And Michonne is in a relationship with Ezekiel. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty different. And they didn't, and apparently another thing apparently and they adapted i think they adapted part of the telltale game series to cover this this part but between the end of all out war and the beginning of a new beginning michonne left and she went somewhere else she went on like a a vision quest or something
0: is that what the michonne part of the telltale games is yes that's that that. yeah that's that story okay there's a a
1: scene in the source where um ezekiel and rick have met somewhere about like a a dock, a boat dock or something. Because mm. there's no Oceana in the in this comic. Yeah. And Ezekiel is talking about... Michonne apparently lives with some other people now. And she's coming in on a boat to get supplies. And she's been, like, really weird with Ezekiel. Hmm. It
0: sounds kind of like he Carol. he
1: that she took off. Well, no, they're not. Like, uh, Carol is committed to the relationship. She just... Is really weird about getting married. But I did yeah, like that. But, she says, you're not doing this while we're on a horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she keeps uh, deflecting.
1: Yeah, but no, in Michonne, like, sort of comes in when she wants to be and, like, pulls away when she wants to be. I don't get the sense that that's the dynamic between Carol and him.
0: I didn't mean it necessarily that way. I meant more just, like, as far as one person kind of retreating. Yeah, it, yeah. You know. Oh, well, this um, is not. I didn't also it, remember that relationship. Really yeah,
1: in, in the book, uh, Michonne is like hot and cold all the time with him. And he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't That's know 100%. how to read this. I just sort of. And she like won't talk to me. Sometimes she won't talk to me at yeah. all. And sometimes she's like really nice. And sometimes she, I don't get it. I don't know what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's a real case of like warrior syndrome. And, and, and Rick,
1: I, of- I think Rick's like, I don't know why you're asking me. I don't understand women either. <laughs> I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what, but then uh, she comes back on the boat and I don't really know much more about it, but apparently she went to live. She walked and met some other people and was with some other group for a while. I guess that's part of the telltale game.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't actually played through it yet, but I, the story, the story I heard is actually
1: really good. Yeah. But that's what that's adapted from. And uh, so I like, I like that part. Mm -hmm. Um, they adapted the whole Carl wants to be a blacksmith into that. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the guy dying—that's that's for TV. That worked well to set up the whole thing with Maggie.
0: Yeah, that did actually. It was, it was a great emotional kind of start to everything.
1: right. And I just and that scene
0: was acted the heck out of by the way. Yeah, All yeah. The reactions yeah. to the kid dying.
1: And I thought they were good. I thought they were really good. Me too. The whole thing about I don't know. I, I it started to get it really annoying that Rick is like so optimistic and committed to this thing. Hmm. He doesn't seem to understand, really understand the smoldering resentments that exist. Yeah. (laughs) He's almost naive about it. And Mm -hmm. like when they go at the end, when they string up uh, Gregory. Yeah. He seems almost shocked that anybody would do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and Michonne freaks out because the kids walk up. You know, I'm just like, dudes. Come on.
0: You I mean, I, I took it, I get what you're saying, but I took it more as he just had this conversation with her, asking as a friend to help him out, and she turned him down and kind of just snuffed him.
1: I I actually liked that.
0: I did too. But yeah. imagine seeing that, seeing like a darker, yes. more yes. side of Maggie. Yes, as Rick who just saw her as a friend and now an I, but not necessarily He's
1: not sure anymore. You know, and I, I, I like that part where she said, you told me before that one day you'd be following me and you didn't. Now yeah. you're going to, <laughs> I was like, I, yeah.
0: I love that too. But like, imagine seeing that as Rick. Yep. And you didn't expect that out of her. And she's so not only just showing backbone, but being kind of rough with Assertive,
1: him a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, very direct
0: this, and kind of harsh.
1: I've been playing this game with you for what a year and a half now, yeah. And I almost got murdered today, yeah. I'm right, no mood to be conciliatory, especially to the people, especially to the people that murdered my husband.
0: Plus, then on top of that, not only was it brought up that he still has Negan under custody right before that,
1: mm-hmm. but then
0: the attack was thrown by Gregory saying someone just. Uh, messed up glenn's grave. So she's going in there upset because she had to talk to to gregory but then he actually seemed kind of nice but then he mentioned something about glenn's grave yeah, you know which that, set her off.
1: You know that, that was, was that was a, to get her over there where the dude the other guy could get her.
0: Oh yeah, super bait. But like imagine, you know, first of all the thing the grief of your husband and stuff like that's brought in your mind and then you get attacked and almost killed and your baby almost gets killed and your friend gets whipped aside and hurt Yep. And then you have to go and listen to Rick wanting to...
1: Yeah, I'm asking abortion. you to be generous again. I'd be like, go fuck yourself, man. I'm <laughs> right? being generous. Yeah. My then, baby got knocked on the ground. <laughs> Enid got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, this guy almost tried to kill me and twice.
0: Yeah. And then not only does she do that after Rick already had to deal with Dwight's stuff, but then she goes and hangs a dude. In front of him. Yeah. You know, like, and he doesn't know the whole story behind it fully either. So like, you know, and all the back and forths maybe, you know, like he doesn't know every detail, but like.
1: But the thing was, did you notice, ain't no reluctance or hesitation on Daryl's part, like slap that horse's ass. Nope. And and like, he's ready to like hang up a bunch of people.
0: Daryl was all about it, especially a dick like Gregory. He was like, fuck it. He deserves to." die. Yeah. That's it.
1: The scene that I, that really was most moving was that scene he has with Carol. And he says, yeah, really I don't like I don't like not seeing you. Yeah. And I think it's really much nicer because there's no romantic connection between them. That's just a pure friendship. Yeah. Um,
0: and it was nice to not only see that kind of defined, mm-hmm. but also like it was a good moment between friends and mm-hmm. You get the real hint out of that, that she's not doing that for him. She's not doing that to get away from Ezekiel. No. She's doing that to help a friend.
1: She's doing that so Daryl can get out of there.
0: Yeah, because she knows he's not happy.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was – and that's like they showed that scene on the episode of The Talking Dead that Yvette Nicole Brown did during the time Chris Hardwick wasn't on. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch yeah, that. This stuff I just reason. watched – yeah, <laughs> I know what that was. Three words. <laughs> yeah. Nicole Brown. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I watched parts of it just to get some perspective, and mm. yeah, there was a lot of fast forwarding going on there. And uh, I, or I, either that, or I just watched the segment that had the clip in it from the. That's that's what it was. They were any of the guests
0: good from, in her episodes?
1: Don't even remember who they were. <laughs> I think they were mainly production team people. Oh, cool. Uh, but I can't. I I think it was. Angela Kang, who's the new head showrunner?
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Uh, but I do not remember that positive. If you look on, it's on the AMC premiere, or it was, so okay. or, or for *Talking Dead*. Yeah. There, I don't remember, but I I'm wanted to something. see that clip, and of course, yeah. Ben Nicole Brown's all, all about wanting to see Daryl and Carol hook up, and she's like, I know what he she she when he says to her, "Why aren't you asleep?" Mm. Why aren't you in bed or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know what he should have said is, why aren't you in my bed? <laughs> All right. You're ruining it there. It's a special yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kind of a cheap joke.
1: Yes. Well, no, that's her thing. I just find her, you know, I like the show or I have liked the show, but it's like the reason why I, there was a po- another Walking Dead podcast I used to listen to. Mm. I don't listen scenarios ours now. I don't have time for these others. It's too yeah. much. Too much. Walking. Yeah. But they're always, like, every single episode, they loved it. It was great. They loved everything. I'm like, what do you? What? <laughs> How, okay. I'm done. Look at this other one. This other one I, I listened to, too. The, this guy was always advancing conspiracy theories that made absolutely no sense.
0: Oh, yeah. You mentioned him. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, like, in, in um, I think, the episode after in season four, when Michonne finds the house where Rick and and Carl oh, are holed up. Yeah. She knocks on the door, and Rick looks out the peephole, and he smiles, and he turns to Carl, and he says, it's for you. Now, he did that because he knew Carl would be really happy to see Michonne or yeah. something nice. This guy went on about, well, how did he know it was she was there for Carl? Like, <laughs> you really aren't sure? <laughs> <laughs> that was about me. I'm out. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean out. that's that's kind of a new level of stupid.
1: I'm out. You know, when you really think <laughs> everything is has a double entendre meaning, in it, uh, and they had another guy on there who was, is the is the governor really dead? I know we saw him there with the bullet hole in it, or the, the bullet hole in his forehead and uh, the knife, the sword slash in his chest. But is he really dead?
0: You know, Elvis is still alive too. Um,
1: yeah, and the yeah. Easter Bunny is on the other side of the door.
0: And JFK wasn't killed at the grassy you knoll. He just,
1: you know. He wasn't killed at the grassy you knoll. He was killed in the car. The gunman was at the grassy knoll. Well, know. listen, I don't you know anything about these conspiracy theories. Come on, not really. Well, you know, just get Oliver Stone's JFK, <laughs> and that'll explain that one to you. Okay, and cool. In the car, he got shot in the car. Well, yeah, well, he I mean, got I shot was... in the head, but he was in a car. I was trying to be quick but it. Didn't
0: yeah, really no, work out no, for me. Just,
1: it's yeah, okay. Let me just stop it. Yeah.
0: Wow! Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about conspiracies. I had a big fight with somebody about those last week. I hate
0: conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah I really do. You know,
1: you know, to each his own I say, but uh just don't include me in it if you're into it. <laughs> Unless you want to discuss like possible fiction storylines. So uh, I, I think mean, it makes intrigues it me. Interesting movie if they had a movie in which all the conspiracy theories are actually true in that universe. Oh, that wow. would be fun to play with. As yeah. a story, a fictional story, um, would be. <laughs> they did a movie like that called Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and did Julia they? Roberts. Yeah, hmm. and Patrick Patrick Stewart plays a bad guy. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's all the conspiracy theories. The main ones are true. Like there's a conspiracy theory that somehow every time someone buys a copy of Catcher in the Rye, because there's some kind of code in there that mm-hmm. the government is somehow notified who bought <laughs> it. Really? Yeah and the, wow. the thing with the black helicopters and all that is uh it's all part of the story there. I but bet. It, yeah, it is a fun movie. It's a fun movie.
0: It sounds like a good movie though.
1: Came out in like 1997
0: or 8. Oh, right in the prime time. Yeah. So,
1: Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson. Okay. Patrick Stewart.
0: And your stamp of approval?
1: I liked that it. it was just fun. One of the first um it was one of the first DVDs that I that I got. I don't know if I bought it or if I rented it. Oh, okay. When they first started when you were first able to start renting DVDs from Blockbuster. Oh yes. That makes sense, so, I guess. Not that that's here nor there. Um but uh
0: but it really applies to zombies.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Only zombies would watch a VHS no?
0: <laughs> Only zombies did. <laughs> I did think it was funny actually. <laughs> it's kind of a side point but i did Mm -hmm. think it was kind of funny that several people in this episode thought they could physically impose maggie a little bit um especially the the guy jumping her like it's like they forgot that she survived as on her own as a badass maybe maybe they don't know that side of her as much but like just because it was a couple years ago it doesn't mean she can still fight if she has to
1: yeah yeah i thought
0: that was kind of funny they just like they assume like, oh, she's a woman with a baby. She's just gonna be easy yeah. to take out, but not so much.
1: Well, I'm I'm looking forward to continue to develop the the tension that exists between the communities, particularly with regard to the saviors. Apparently, there's a character, there's a number of characters, one or two, I guess, maybe, of saviors who don't want to work with the other people that want to kind of have a resurgence of what they were doing. And then they of course, that
0: one guy is one of them who uh, Daryl has to paint over the graffiti.
1: The actor I'm talking about is Zach McGowan. And that is him. Yes, that is him because um, I remember now on the credits that Zach McGowan, is that a, is that a, uh, that's a famous guy, but I didn't realize that was him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Zach McGowan, he played, he played Captain Charles Vane on uh, Black Sails. The character on Black Sails is British, like all the characters are, but he's not. He's from New York. Oh, in his normal, he's got a very distinct New York accent.
0: Really, that's yeah. Interesting.
1: He's one of he's actually one of I think he was one of the only Americans on the cast. Huh. Um, the rest of the cast are either British, Australian. There's a couple of Canadians on there of the main cast, but um, it was a good show. It was on Stars, and that has absolutely nothing to do with The Walking Dead. But uh, uh, that's a connection. We're doing like a Kevin Bacon type thing here, where get yeah. somebody and then talk about every other thing they did. <laughs> Zach McGowan is the guy we're talking about With what? I don't know. Work it out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, That was a great moment too. Um, that, I thought that was great, and and, yeah. and I guess next episode is supposed to center on the repair of that bridge. Oh, uh, okay. The tension involved with that, but uh, the idea of creating some kind of a ch- agreement of conduct between the communities that charter is an interesting idea. And when they were, one thing I thought was notable is Michonne is kind of taken by that poster that talks about the civil war. And yeah. Country, and she sort of got, gets the birth of that idea of some sort of a compact between the, a charter between the communities.
0: That is really neat. I, I didn't really put that together. I did notice that she noted it and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But then I didn't really fully put that together. That's,
1: that's really she, awesome. She's sort of taken in with the idea of, she says a return to a uh, rebirth of democracy Mm. With the vote that took place at the hilltop. And I like that Carol's like, meanwhile, I live with a king.
0: Yeah, right. That was funny. Yeah.
1: And he called remember he calls her Lady Carol?
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was good.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought all in all, I, I'm really cautiously optimistic. And I think they kind of needed this new dramatic device. I just get interesting. Because before the story was just strong enough not to be overtaken by the zombies.
0: Yeah. For sure i just hope it um i hope it actually gets viewers because i think it's a really cool direction and
1: yeah they've really been hemorrhaging viewers yeah. fear the walking dead is not very much better no it's not it's down like Mad Men numbers in terms yeah. of overall viewers Mad Men never used to break usually two million yeah but their 18 to 49 was really high percentage of that that's why they stayed on for five or six seasons I'm just worried that it's not going to get
0: any more viewers or it's going to get even worse and it's going to die here, even though they actually set up a really cool beginning. I don't know how that's going to evolve without Maggie and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't know. I, but I think the new characters that they're going to introduce probably next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a new, Hmm.
0: Helicopter people. You think?
1: No, they're not helicopter people. They're new characters that are going to be part of the group.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha.
1: they the way they're introduced in the in the source story is that they're they get sort of uh, they're on a a big wagon or something, and they're it's a small group, like not much unlike the group we're familiar with. They're just moving through an area, and they get basically surrounded by uh, part of a herd, mm. and they encounter people from, from Alexandria who help them out and then they go back to Alexandria so I assume they'll probably adapt that yeah but these are these are from everything I can tell these are new characters are going to be incorporated into the, the main cast of the story and I imagine that they'll bring up some of them for leadership in the group when Rick and Maggie go yeah
0: that's a good point
1: point. Um, and, and so they'll spend, they'll spend this season sort of building them up so that you can make the transition as a viewer from the old people to the new guard. I do you imagine. Think
0: maybe it could just end up being Michonne and Daryl.
1: But at first, I'm curious how they're going to do that, where Rick leaves but Michonne doesn't.
0: Well, I mean, I'm assuming he's either going to die or.
1: We don't know. I he might. Yeah. That um, would be the that would be a, the best way to write him off. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe they'll adapt to where Michonne goes with them, but they both leave, and then next season Michonne comes back and they sort of take – they adapt that part where she leaves in the book. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here because they have a really cool setup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that they're doing this, and and I look forward to the rest of the – probably show Negan next week.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping. Because he's still listed as main cast.
1: Yeah. No. Know? I'm interesting. And then, of course, Shane is supposed to make a reappearance. Yay. Yay. Yay.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> He'll be back for one episode. That's that what? Where's my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> I come yeah. from my daughter, Chuck. Where's my daughter? I come from my daughter, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, that is it. Unless you have some additional things you'd like to discuss. Gary uh, no I think we pretty well covered
0: it. I'm just I'm happy that we're actually kind of excited to watch it again and yes. it's yes. rejuvenated a, a lot of people that I've talked to that have seen it.
1: So I've still got to watch episode 15 and 16 of season 4 of Fear the yeah. Walking Dead. You I'm way behind how it. How that goes. Me too. They really gave that a much needed shot in arm with with yeah. uh, Morgan and then the new characters Garrett Dillahunt and Maggie Grace and Jenna Elfman.
0: For sure, I'm really excited to see it because it looks um, am- it looks amazing.
1: Season three is also very good, so if you can start there, I don't I'm, know if I could ever I'm watch season there. two again. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we're gonna recap those and then move on to season four. Hopefully, we can get to those before season five comes on. But cool, um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But I'm excited. Anyway,
1: yep, me too. Can't you tell? I'm <laughs> jumping out of my skin.
0: <laughs> I can literally hear it in your yes, voice. I'm excited. Yes, super excited.
1: Like a zombie that just got shot in the head.
0: By the know. way, actually, how about the new zombie appearance? The new yes,
1: uh, that's. I'm glad you brought that up. They really are doing a good job showing how they deteriorate.
0: I forgot to mention that, but they. Uh, I had heard that uh, Greg Nicotera said there was going to be a marked difference this year, and oh, yeah, they, it really is.
1: And <laughs> <a> good job. <laughs> did you bring that up when they go into the when they go into that museum and it's not clear what it is at first oh yeah that's right and you see the one zombie come up from behind the counter and her hands <laughs> yeah. look like spiders yeah kind of pulls herself up to the <laughs> counter where she's like this and i'm going well it is true what they say i thinking i'm thinking it's like a government office and yeah kind of look like it I think it, it's very possible, and I don't know this for certain, it looks like the Georgia State House, the state legislature. It oh, looks really? like the center part with the staircase and the, their, their small rotunda. That's what that looked like, the inside, wow. of the Georgia st- State Capitol. That uh, makes sense. I don't know. That's where they film it, in, in Atlanta. Yeah. Right? So it could be, or it could be some municipal building down by where they film and they film in like a neighboring county. But yeah. um, I'm thinking if that's a government officer, it is that, you know, that expression about a government job is the closest thing to eternal life that exists. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> I I still it. there. Zombie comes up. Look, she's still manning her desk at the driver's license office or wherever they are. <laughs> that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Yep. Please remember to leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, Facebook.com Walking Dead Podcasts. And you can give us a call on our voicemail line, 561-501-143. And there's never been a better time to be... A nerd? Yeah. So they say.
0: <laughs> One of those things. Yeah.
1: So stay safe. Gary, a city, please. Uh... Uh Uh-huh, so you have the problem, too.
0: When you're put on the spot, it's hard. I always have to think of it beforehand, and then it's really easy.
1: Let me try it. Tavernier. Stay safe, Tavernier, Florida. (laughs) There you go. Works for me. You only will find that as you're driving towards the Keys, and if you blink, you will miss it. Yeah. So stay safe, Tavernier, Florida. And And don't blink,
0: because otherwise you'll miss your home. Exactly.
1: we'll see you back here for our next episode. Gary. Do the honors? No, the actual one. Hike, hike, bam,
0: boom, shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: haven't seen that movie in
0: a long time. Me neither. <laughs> Do you like nerdy things, comic book and fandom conventions, fantasy, sci-fi, or even just cool pop culture stuff? then check out the new podcast dragon con survival guide now on itunes spotify and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts each week hosts and lifelong friends gary and taylor tell you how to do conventions right when they're not rambling about their favorite nerdy topics save money at cons to have more money to spend at cons for more information check out dragon con survival guide on facebook twitter or instagram